Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Alford, the host of All Andy Alford. And you're listening to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the plethora of platforms. Whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Now, Stitcher, and so many more. However you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. As this is a special Falcon Friday edition of the program, as we do this show live on Facebook Live. So this show is unedited, uncensored, and full of information. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford. And find me on Facebook at AndyElford. So for now, let's start the show. Even though it is a buy, even though we're not playing tomorrow, it's still Falcon Friday. And it's a time to reflect on what we know as we hit the quarter pole of this college football season. Ohio State has got a test in Lincoln. While Harbaugh has to deal with the New Jersey people. And Toledo has BYU. Interesting weekend. The Battle of the Unbeatens. As Kansas City comes in to Ford Field to battle the Lions. Both teams undefeated. While this is a make or break game for the Browns against Baltimore. Who's going to win the division? This will tell this weekend. The final weekend of baseball is upon us. The Indians aren't going to make it. I have that feeling the Indians are not going to make it. While the Tigers are on the south side to finish up a doubleheader. And an NHL roster is set to hit the ice tonight at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard. It's absolutely miserable here in Toledo. Pouring down rain. If you're watching us on Facebook Live tonight... And you're watching and listening to us on the podcast while under a weather delay. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Because it's time for all Andy Alfred right now. Guess who's back? All Andy Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 54 runs in the span. I'm going shut out. Dumbino. Hit to a home run. Go, Jack. That's way back. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. And with that, I say, I love you guys, and welcome in to another edition of All Andy Alfred right here on your home for me, the Anchor Network, and it's that is with the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you listen to the podcast, thank you so, so much for tuning into the program as well as on Facebook Live because it's a Falcon Friday, Friday edition of the program. You can find us on Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford to watch the show every Friday right here in the Man Cave Studios here in Toledo, Ohio, or follow us on Twitter. It is at 
All Andy Alford. It is at All Andy Alford. Got a lot to get into tonight, of course. We're going to recap what happened on the Diamond this past week for the Indians and the Tigers, as well as taking a look at the final rosters that's been set for the Columbus Blue Jackets, as well as what's happening in the NHL. And we'll also you'll also hear my college football predictions as well, too. But we'll start, first of all, with the National Football League. And first and foremost, before we begin, I'll talk about last night. Week 4 started off with a bang as the Philadelphia Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles fly, Eagles fly, into Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, it was a pretty good game so far. Green Bay had the early lead at 10 to nothing before Philadelphia put 21 points unanswered on the board, beating the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers having two opportunities to win the game yes, last night and actually tie the game and to force overtime. But Aaron Rodgers throwing an interception at the one-yard line was the game-deciding event as... Aaron Rodgers was 34 for 53, 422 total yards, two TDs, one interception in the game as the Green Bay Packers fall to the Philadelphia Eagles 34 to 27. Carson Wentz in the game, 16 for 27, 160 yards, three total TDs in the game. Howard had 15 carries for 87 yards, two TDs in the game. For Aaron Aaron Rodgers was the leading rusher in the game, five carries for 46 yards. Jones had 13 carries for 21 yards. One TD in the game. On the receiving core for Philadelphia, it was Ernst with seven catches for 65 yards, no TDs in the game. Austin Jeffries, three catches, 38 yards, one TD in the game. Howard, three catches, 28 yards, one TD in the game. For the Packers, it was Jimmy Graham with six catches, 61 yards, one TD in the game. Allison with three catches, 52 yards, one TD in the game. And Devontae Adams with 10 catches, 180 total yards. In the game, the overall stats look like this. On uh, Green Bay had 31 first downs to Philadelphia's 21. On third down, Green Bay was 6 for 11. Philadelphia 5 for 9. Green Bay had 491 total yards to Philadelphia's 336. Uh, Passing-wise, 414 for the Packers, 160 for Philadelphia. And on the ground, Philadelphia had 176 yards of total rush offense to the Packers' 77. Nine penalties for 93 yards for Philadelphia. Five penalties, 50 yards for Green Bay. Two turnovers in the game. One fumble and one interception for Green Bay. No turnovers for Philadelphia. Green Bay led in the possession at 32 minutes and 21 seconds. Philadelphia, 27 minutes and 39 seconds. So week four underway in the NFL. So now let's take a look for entertainment purposes only. Let's take a look at the NFL slate for this week, week four, and you'll hear my predictions first and foremost. Beginning with Tennessee heading into Atlanta, Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons with Julio Jones. I will take Atlanta in the game. New England travels up to Ralph Wilson Stadium for let's go Buffalo, let's go Buffalo as they take on the Bills. I have the Bills in this game beating New England. That's New England losing to Buffalo. Oakland travels to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Uh, Jacoby Brissett at the quarterback. I'm going to take Indianapolis in that one. Here's an interesting one. 
the L.A. Chargers travel cross-country down to Miami to take on the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Dolphins to get their first win of the season against Phillip Rivers and the L.A. Chargers. Yes, I said that right. I will take the Dolphins to take the Chargers. The G-Men travel to the Meadowlands in their home in their home stadium to welcome in the Washington Football Club. I will take Jones and the crew. I will take the G-Men to beat the Washington Football Club. Carolina travels down to Houston to take on J.J. Wood and the Houston Texans. I'll take Houston in the game. 1 o'clock kickoff for that one. Uh, Tampa Bay heads into L.A. to battle the Rams. I'll take Cooper Cup, Jared Goff, and the L.A. Rams in that one. Seattle goes into the desert to battle out with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. I will take Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. 425 on CBS sees the Minnesota Vikings with Terran Blands. Skull! Skull! Taking on Mitchell Trubisky, Khalil Mack, and the Bears! 425 kickoff. The Bears are favored by a point and a half in the game. I'll take the Bears in the game. Jacksonville travels to Denver to take on the Broncos. I will take Denver to get their first win of the season. The Sunday night game sees Dallas heading into New Orleans to take on the Saints. Dak Prescott, plain and simple, Ezekiel Elliott. I'll take Dallas in the game. That sets up the Monday night game, which is the 0-3 Cincinnati Bungles traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the 0-3 Pittsburgh Steelers. Somebody's going to get their first one of the season, and it's going to be the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. What sets up the local games to follow. 1 o'clock in Baltimore, Maryland. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens welcome in Baker Mayfield, Freddie Kitchens, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and the Cleveland Browns. Baltimore favored in the game by 6.5 points. I will take Cleveland. This is a must-win for Cleveland to get into the playoff picture for this upcoming season. A must-win for the organization because Pittsburgh's down this year. Baltimore is not to what they are. I will take Freddie Kitchens and the Cleveland Browns to beat the Baltimore Ravens, which sets up this. 1 o'clock kickoff from Ford Field in downtown Detroit. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs battle Matthew Stafford and Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions. The Lions not favoring the game. Kansas City favored by 7 points. 1 o'clock kick on Fox. Mahomes is the MVP, I think, for this season. I'll take Kansas City, fortunately, in this one. I'll take Kansas City to beat Detroit. So that sets up week four of the NFL season. Looking forward to some good games. Of course, the uh, two teams on the bye this week are the San Francisco 49ers and the New York Jets. As you are listening to all Andy Alford and watching all Andy Alford tonight right here, on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast tonight. And now let's hit the diamond as we have hit the final weekend of the Major League Baseball season.
But let's talk about the Diamond. And first and foremost, let's start over in Cleveland themselves. The Indians battling out, trying to get a wild card spot. And I just don't think they're going to do it. They've got so much in front of them. I just don't think they're going to do it. And let's start. Let's do a recap from their final week. And we'll start on Tuesday as the Indians went into the south side of Chicago to battle on a three-game series with the Chicago White Sox. After coming off of an injury, Jose Ramirez lets it go. Two home runs in the game, his 21st and 22nd of the season as the Indians select the Chicago White Sox by a score of 11-0. Mike Clevenger, the win, he goes to 13-3 with a 2.39 ERA. Former the loss, he goes to 1-2 with a 6.26 ERA. Ramirez, two home runs in the game, his 21st and 22nd of the season. Perez, his 24th of the season. And Austin Mercado, his 15th of the season. For Clevenger in the game, he went f- seven innings pitch, five hits, no runs, none earned, one walk, ten strikeouts in the game. His ERA now a 2.39 ERA. Fulmer. He won an inning pitch, two hits, four runs. Those four runs were all earned, two walks, one strikeout, and one home run hit in the game. Time of the game, three hours and two minutes, 13,940. Turn the turnstiles at Guarantee Rate Field. We get to Wednesday, and the Indians fall to the Chicago White Sox. Anderson, four hits in the game. Propel the pale hose over the Indians by a score of 8-3. to three. Detweiler, the win, he goes to 3-5 with a 6.85 ERA. Shane Bieber, the loss, he goes to 15-8 with a 3.28 ERA. Cologne, the save, his 30th of the season. Ramirez, again, homering for the second night after coming off the IL, his 23rd of the season. Garcia, his 8th. Castlalo, his 11th in the game. Bieber pitched a solid 5 and 2 thirds innings, giving up 10 hits, 5 runs, 3 of which were earned. One walk, seven strikeouts, one home run in the game. Detweiler, five innings pitch, five hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned. One strikeout, one home run, no walks given up. Time of the game, three hours and 17 minutes, 15,980. Turn through the turnstiles at guaranteed rate field. So the Indians splitting the series so far. This is a must. The next game was a must win for the Tribe to continue their pace to get an AL wildcard spot, and they failed. Being shut out by the White Sox by a score of eight to nothing. Ostra the win. He goes to four and zero with a four point six eight ERA. Cervelli the loss. He goes to three and four with a two point three four ERA. James Mivikan his eighteenth home run of the season. Palak his second two home runs of the game. His first and second of the season. As the Indians fall to the White Sox. By a score of eight to nothing. First Cervelli in the game, he pitched in three and a third innings, three hits, four runs. Those four runs were all earned. Three walks, four strikeouts. He gave up two home runs in the game. For the White Sox, it was restarting for the for the Pale Hose. One and two thirds innings pitched, three hits, no runs, none earned, no walks, one strikeout in the game. Ostrich the win. He goes to three and a third, no runs, no hits, none earned. No walks, three strikeouts in the game. Two hours, 57 minutes took to play the game. 16,273 took to play the game. Were in attendance to watch the game at Guaranteed Rate Field. So the Indians fall to the White Sox 
to a three. They now head in to D.C. So we're taping here right now on All Andy Alford tonight. The Indians have fallen to the Nationals by a score of 8-2. to two. Voth the win. He goes to 2-1 and one with a 3.30 ERA. Goody the loss is now 3-2 with a 3.54 ERA. Turner homering for the White for the uh, Washington Nationals his 19th of the season. Pereira his eighth home run of the season. Looking at the box score overall, Plesak went five innings pitched, six hits, two runs, all two were earned, one walk, six strikeouts in the game. It was Voth the win, two and one with a six. So went six innings pitched, two hits, two runs, though all two runs were earned, no walks, five strikeouts in the game. And with the Indians losing tonight, the Oakland Athletics have clinched the AL wild, one of the AL wild card spots. And the Indians' troubles continue to move on. The Indians continuing their run right now as they take on the Nationals. They're up two to nothing right now as we speak, as we're doing the podcast for the live. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they perform tonight. Tomorrow on the docket, it will be on the bump for the Indians. It will be Adam Plunko, 7-4 with a 4.25 ERA. He'll take on Patrick Corbin, who's 14-7 with a 3.05 ERA. Game time, 4.05 for that one on FS1. On Saturday, on Sunday, a final, the final game of the season, Mike Clevenger on the hill, 13-3 with a 3, 2.39 ERA. It'll be Joe Ross for the Nationals, who is 3-4 with a 5.90 ERA. Game time, 3.05. You can watch that game either on TBS, Sports Time, Ohio, or the MSN2 Network. So with the Indians playing tonight, we'll take a look at the standings here in just a second. But first and foremost, the final homestand for the Detroit Tigers took place at Comerica Park, and it was a sweep in Motown for the Tigers as they finish up their final homestand of the season with three games against the Minnesota Twins. And on Tuesday night, the Twins giving the Tigers a run for their money as Ordozzi pitches a gem of a ball game. He gets the win as the Twins beat the Tigers by a score of 4-2. Ordozzi, the winning, goes to 15-7 with a 3.51 ERA. Jacob Turnbull, the loss. He goes now to 3-16. and with a 4.59 ERA. Rogers the save, his 29th save of the season for the Twins in the game. Ordozzi went six innings pitched, two hits, one run. That run was earned. One walk, seven strikeouts in the game. For Jacob Turnbull, six innings pitched, six hits, two runs. All two were earned, two walks, five strikeouts in the game. Time of the game, two hours and 53 minutes, 16,174 in attendance at Comerica Park. On Tuesday, Wednesday saw the continuing woes of the Tigers as as Nelson Cruz helps out the helps out the Twins with key runs in the seventh and eighth inning as the Twins clinched the AL Central in Motown by a score of five to one. Dovac the win he goes to two and one with one point five nine ERA. Drew Verhag in the loss. He goes to 4-3 with a 5.90 ERA. Alvarez, his fourth home run of the season. Rosario, his 32nd home run of the season. In the game, Dovac 
Went six innings pitch, one hit, one run. That run was not earned. No walk, six strikeouts in the game. For the Tigers, it was Daniel Norris to start the game. He went three innings pitch, two hits, no runs, none earned, no walks, five strikeouts in the game. Verhagen, though, gets the loss. He went four and a third, four hits, three runs. All three runs were earned, two walks, two strikeouts. He gave up one home run in the game. Time of the game, two hours for 32 minutes. 16,242 went through the turnstiles at Comerica Park. In the final game of the home season for the Tigers, the Tigers fall by a score of 10 to 4. Smallser, the winning goes to 2 and 2 with a 3.86 ERA. Zimmerman started the game, looked absolutely horrible. He only had to finish his season with the Detroit Tigers this year. He had how many wins? One win. 13 losses. Get rid of them. Absolutely get rid of them. 6.91 ERA. Scoop his 23rd home run of the season. Azario, Azado, his fourth home run of the season. The box score looks like this. Zimmerman went four and a third innings pitch. Seven hits, six runs, four of which were earned. One walk, two strikeouts in the game. Smallser, the, the win, he, goes, he went five innings pitch. He gave up ten hits, three runs. All three were earned. No walks, four strikeouts in the game. The final tally, three hours and seven minutes it took to play. 17,557 through the turnstiles at Comerica Park. So the Tigers headed now into the final, game, final four games in three days at the south side of Chicago to take on the White Sox. As we're taping the podcast right now, the Tigers and White Sox have been postponed for the evening. The Tigers were up in the game by a score of was was up in the game, but they have postponed the game. They will play a doubleheader tomorrow, Saturday, the twenty, the twenty sixth. Excuse me, the twenty seventh of. Excuse me, the twenty eighth of September, two thousand nineteen. Again, the Tigers postponed tonight. In the south side of Chicago, Tigers are up early in this game by a score of four to not, by up by a score of four to two. The Tigers in the game looking pretty good, um, but it is now on a rain delay right now. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, game two of the doubleheader looks like this. It will be Ivan Nova for the. White Sox, he's 11 and 12 with a 4.80 ERA. Tyler Alexander will start for the Tigers in game two. He's 1 and 4 with a 4.99 ERA. Game two will start 30 minutes after this game ends if they get it in tonight. So we'll see what happens with that. As it is raining here in, in the area, so it's close, and we're close by to the Chicago area, so a few hours away from Chicago. So yeah, I could, I could see why it. They, they, it's going to get rain. It might we might get rained out from this game, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the concluding game of the series on Saturday on the hill sees, of course, Matt Boyd on the hill. He's nine and eleven with a four point five seven ERA. Ronaldo Lopez nine and fifteen with a five point five seven ERA for that one. The concluding game on Sunday sees. Spencer Turnbull on the hill, 3-16 with a 4.59 ERA. The White Sox have not yet named 
a starter for the game. You can watch all the games on Fox Sports Detroit, NBCSN Chicago, or on Saturday, WGN Sports. As we now look at the standings going into tonight's play, and the divisions are pretty much clinched in the American League. The Yankees at 102 and 57 have won the East. The Astros at 104 and 55 have won the West. The Twins, 99 and 60, have won the Central. In the Senior Circuit, Atlanta wins the East at a record of 97 and 62. The Central is still a toss-up. The the Brewers are 89 and 70, a game out of first place. The Cardinals are in first place at 90 and 69. The the Dodgers are the best team in the league with a record of 103 and 56. The wild card race looks like this. It is the Oakland Athletics on top at 96 and 63, a game up in the first place. Tampa Bay is 95 and 64, holding the second wild card position. The Indians at 93 and 67, two and a half games out of a wild card spot. They are technically one game away from being eliminated from the wild card race. The wild card for the senior circuit looks like this. The Nationals have clinched a wild card spot at 91 and 69. The Brewers are holding the second wild card position at 89 and 70. As this is a big weekend, the final weekend of the season in Major League Baseball, Bruce Bochy from the San Francisco Giants' last uh, hurrah with the Giants as the as the as the manager. Also, Ned Yost, his last time as a Kansas with the Kansas City Royals. This is also the last weekend for baseball in Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas, as the Rangers now move into their new ballpark after the season. They have a three-game series with the New York Yankees. And I said this before, and I'll say that again. There's three teams that, honestly, at the beginning, at the middle part of the season, I said on, on the podcast that could possibly win the World Series, and they are all three in here. The Astros, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. These three teams are still in it to win it, folks. And if it's my liking, pick your poison. I just don't want it to be a Yankee Yankees and be like, oh, the number one team and blah, 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 blah. Because of your payroll. Because of the payroll, guys. Come on. Give me a break. Because of your guys' payroll. Even though you guys went through injuries. I don't know. It's just interesting. The Tigers will finish the season. Right now they're at 46 and 112. It looks like they're not going to make it to the road to 120. But possibly the road to 115 is definitely possible. As you're listening to All Andy Alford tonight. Right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in, as well as watching us on Facebook Live. And now, let's hit the ice. The Jackets have got their team together now. So tonight, the Jackets are on the ice. As we're watching it right now, the Jackets are down one to nothing to the New Jersey Devils as they play the Devils for the for the honestly the dress rehearsal of this season and it's now time for the jacket update of course we'll start with 
the game they played on Wednesday night. They went into First Niagara Center in Buffalo, New York to take on the Savers. And let's take a look at the recap for you. Nathan Gerby starting the scoring for the Jackets. His first of the campaign from Paul Bittner and Dean Kukin. It was 1-0 Jackets at the 5-19 mark of the first period. Thompson unassisted. A wrist shot beats Elvis. And it's tied at one apiece at the 1907 mark of the first period. Thompson, his second of the season, and it was 1-1 after 20 minutes of play. Sam Reinhardt gets his second of the season from Jeff Skinner and, jo- uh, and uh, Jack Eichel, his fourth assist of the season. It was 2-1 Buffalo on the power play goal at the two-minute mark of the second period. Josh Anderson comes back on the, I- on the ice in the third period and hits a wrist shot, beating the Buffalo goaltender, and it was 2-2 at the midway point of the third period. The goal was from Scott, assisted from Scott Harrington and Lilia. Lilia, his first assist of the season. Olofsson gets his third from Eichel, his his third of the, uh, his fifth assist of the season as Buffalo went up three to two on the Jackets at the 9:53 mark of the third period. Nathan Gerby with a minute and change left to go in the period in the in regulation ties the game. On the assist was Kosalev from a tip-in shot. At the 18:04 mark of the third period, and we go to overtime, and Johansson beats Elvis, and Buffalo beats the Jackets in Buffalo by a score of four to three. Buffalo outshot Columbus in the game, 29 to 25 in the game. Buffalo was 61 percent at the faceoff dot to Columbus is 39 percent. Buffalo one for two on the power play. Columbus 0 for two. Both teams had four minutes in penalties. The Sabers had 19 hits to Columbus's. 17 hits. Columbus had nine blocks to Buffalo's eight in the game. Johansson, the number one star. Gerby, the number two star. Eichel, the number three star in the game. So the Jackets playing the Buffalo, uh, the New Jersey Devils tonight. Taylor Hall opening up the scoring for the Devils. He gets his first, second of the campaign from Bratt and Herschel. And it was it's one nothing after 20 minutes of play in downtown Columbus, Ohio right now. As we're taping the podcast tonight, the Jackets fall to the New Jersey Devils by a score of 2 to nothing. Taylor Hall led the scoring at, at the 8.32 mark at the first period from Bratt and Heisner. And it was then Travis Sajak getting his first of the campaign from Kyle Palmieri, his second. And Taylor Hall his second at the 8.20 mark of the third period on the power play. It was 2 nothing New Jersey, and that is a final tonight from 200 West Nationwide Boulevard. The Jackets starting on some good players tonight for Columbus. Of course, it looks like it is the dress rehearsal for the Jackets. It will, and these are the this is technically I think this is the team that looks pretty good for the Jackets. It's Seth Jones, Zach Warinski on defense, Alexander Wenberg, Cam Atkinson, Gustav Nyquist, Lilia Pierre, Luke Dubois, Riley Nash. It's always sunny in Columbus, Milano. Oliver Bjorkstan, Boone Jenner, Alexander Texiev, Glavkov, Dean Kukin, David Savaric, Marcus Nudavara, Nick Felino, and Josh Anderson, and the two goaltenders, Jonas Corposalo and Elvis Marincic. I hope Marincic gets some spot, but I think Corpy is the number one guy for us, and I hope that the Jackets look good. After tonight, they will play... On Sunday, the final game of the preseason, a 5 o'clock puck drop 
as they take on the St. Louis Blues. And then we begin for real, folks, as the Jackets play the Toronto Maple Leafs. And speaking of the Leafs, let's get to the news and notes around the league. Of course, Austin Matthews is the big thing. Austin Matthews is the big thing right now. Matthews is facing a disorderly conduct charge in relation to an incident in his hometown of Scottsdale, Arizona on May 26. He indecently exposed, according to the documents, Matthews was charged with one count of disorderly conduct and disruption behavior or fighting. He was issued a summons on the 23rd of July and his pre-trial conference scheduled for Wednesday in Scottsdale but was not required to appear in court. The center, the centerman, is accused of flashing his genitalia to a female police officer. And he is your face on the NHL 20 cover, folks. Great choice, NHL. Great choice. Absolute great choice by the NHL with him. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think the league will look into this. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, the big one, the big news today is that Patrick Laine has agreed to, to a two-year term, $13.5 million contract with the Winnipeg Jets. He has signed a contract with the Jets long-term. So it's good to see him back. But, of course, we have some sad news to pass along. Nick Polano, the first coach hired by the Detroit Red Wings after Mike Illich bought the team in 1982, has passed away at the age of 78. Petrillo was born in 1941. He played 15 seasons in the minor leagues before retiring in 74. He coached the Red Wings from 82 to 83 through the 84-85, making the playoffs in his first two seasons. He is also credited to bringing in Sergei Fedorov into Detroit, and he helped build the team in 1997, with the with the with the, the help of the Illages, and he has helped build the Stanley Cup champion 1997 Detroit Red Wings. Nick Polano dead at the age of 78 tonight on the docket in the NHL right now. The Leafs are taking on the Red Wings. The Leafs are up. Leafs and Red Wings are tied at two apiece. And it will be the Golden Knights hosting the L.A. Kings. Washington is in St. Louis to battle the Blues. Nashville is in Carolina to take on the Hurricanes. Tomorrow on the docket, the Leafs will welcome in the the Red Wings. Chicago will travel into Boston. Pittsburgh goes into Buffalo to take on the... Pittsburgh welcomes in Buffalo to take on the Sabres. Dallas hosts the Avalanche. It will be the Tampa Bay Lightning hosting the Florida Panthers. The New York Rangers travel across the pond, across the river to Brooklyn, New York, to take on the Islanders. Ottawa goes into into Montreal. Calgary in home over the Edmonton Oilers, and Arizona goes into Anaheim to battle the Ducks. This upcoming Tuesday, right here on the Anchor Network, you'll be able to listen to the NHL Preview Edition. Of course, uh, yours truly will give you the in-depth analysis of the the Jackets. The Red Wings, the Blackhawks, the Maple Leafs, a little bit of the Rangers as well too. We'll dive into that, and you'll hear my predictions on the on who's going to 
win the division, who's going to make the playoffs, and who will lift Lord Stanley's Cup this upcoming season. It's going to be an interesting one, to say the least. That's up this upcoming Tuesday. Two shows on Tuesday, the traditional All Andy Alford, of course, on Tuesday. And then Tuesday, after the All Andy Alford show is posted, the NHL Preview Edition will be posted right here on the Anchor Network. As you're listening to and watching us on the Anchor Network, right listening and watching us with the Anchor Network and Facebook Live, and you're listening to us on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, However you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning into the podcast this evening. And by the way, the ice is in at the Huntington Center, and this is a news-breaking, not really news-breaking, of course. On the 5th of October, the Toledo Walleye will have a preseason game against the Kalamazoo Wings. It is scheduled for 7 o'clock at the Huntington Center, $5 tickets. And 100% of the proceeds go to the Walleye Wishing Well Fund. They'll play the Kalamazooing 7 o'clock on the 5th of October, 2019. And then the Walleye will not return home until November 5th and 6th for opening weekend at the Huntington Center. So you're listening to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. However you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in to the podcast as well as watching us on Facebook Live. And now, what you've all been waiting for, it's time to go back to the gridiron. And it's time to talk a little college football. As we finally hit week five of the college football season, not technically the halfway mark of the season yet for a lot of teams but, of course, we have hit the quarter pole mark for the Bowling Green State University Falcons as they have hit their bye week this week as they get ready to set up a meeting in South Bend, Indiana to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish next week. And I'll tell you this. I said this to a lot of people before. I'll say it, I, I, I'll say it to this. I'm rooting for them coming out of the tunnel. I'm rooting for them when they get into scoring range and for their first drive, first possession of the season. But it's just going to be just too much Irish, I think. As they play West uh, Virginia this week, we'll get to the predictions this upcoming week. But looking at it, as we hit the quarter pole market this season, Bowling Green is 1-3 and three overall. Their true win so far this year has been against Morgan State, which is an FBS opponent on opening night on, thir- on Thursday. The... 29th of August. After that, it's been three straight losses. Absolutely being destroyed by Kansas State. 56 to nothing. And then, for homecoming, they welcome in Louisiana Tech with Skip Holtz. Only having the five chances in the red zone and not capitalizing on it. Only getting seven points in the whole game and losing to La Tech by a score of 35-7. to It's absolutely ridiculous. But the key thing was last week against Kent State. This team, I have never seen him give up more in this game in my entire life than the game against Kent State. We had the opportunity to be there at the start of the second half. And it felt like we packed it up and left. Bowling Green had no chance in the game. In the second half of the game. They had tons of chances in the first half. 
after giving up the opening touchdown, going down the field, and then scoring a touchdown. It went back and forth for the first half. And then the second half, turning out to be absolutely nothing. Giving up over 700 yards of total offense. Giving Kent State a win. One of their only four wins in Mid-American Conference play since 2000. This is they're like four in 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 twenty something in conference play since 2014. Give me a break. We should have had this game won. We should have won a game against Kent State. And now we're on a bye, and it just doesn't get any easier because we're at Notre Dame next Saturday. 3:30 kickoff. We're gonna get destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. And it just doesn't get any easier. Because the following week, it's family weekend. It's the 100th anniversary. It's the 90th matchup between Bowling Green State University and the University of Toledo. Which, by the way, they still have not yet the name, the time of the game yet. But there's still hope that Bowling Green will be game day. Game day to BG, but I doubt it. Because looking at the schedule to that Bowling Green and UT matchup with the Red River shootout between Oklahoma and Texas, USC and Notre Dame, Texas A&M and Alabama. And those are the three key target matchups. You have an SEC, you have a Pac-12 versus an Independent, and then you have the Big 12, the Big 12 matchup that everybody likes. And nine times out of ten, they go to Oklahoma for the Red River Shootout. But maybe because this year it's on Fox, there's a possibility that they won't go. And the last time game day was in a Mid-American Conference school, you had to go back to when that row-the-boat genius at Western Michigan Played Toledo in the middle of November for the Mac West. And Toledo absolutely got destroyed by them. I don't know the guy's name, and you'll probably know it right here on Facebook Live. So if you know it, just post it on there. But the last time game day has been to Bowling Green, the last time it was. 2004 Bowling Green versus NIU. Unbelievable. Hashtag game day to BG. Game day to BG. And it was set up nice. I would I just would love it. I would absolutely love it if we can get game day to Bowling Green. But the quality of play on the field has to make up for it. So we have to be competitive against Notre Dame to be at least competitive against Toledo. And then we play Central Michigan. We go to we go to Kalamazoo. We're home to Akron. On the road at Miami. At home, the final home game of the year against Ohio, which is a loss. And on the road... Thanksgiving weekend against Buffalo. 
three, maybe four wins. Gets us to five wins. If we can pull off an upset against, looking at it, we'll beat Akron, I know that. We'll beat Miami, two. There's three wins. Either Central Michigan or Western Michigan, that could be a win. And hopefully we could get the win against Toledo. I mean, we could see, I could see three or four wins. That's what I could really see. I could see three to four wins out of the season. But, of course, Bowling Green is on the bye this week. So looking at we had two games on the docket tonight in the top 25. Penn State travels to Maryland to take on the Terps. I'll take Penn State. Penn State 12th ranked in the country. Cal, 15th ranked in the country, welcomes Herm Edwards and the Arizona Sun Devils. I will take Cal in the game. So Saturday slated games look like this. 6th ranked Oklahoma, 3-0, takes on Texas Tech, noon on Fox. I will take Oklahoma in the game. Texas A&M, the Aggies, travel into Arkansas to battle the Razorbacks. I will take the Aggies in the game. Number 1, Clemson. The number one ranked team in the country travels into UNC, the Tar Heels. I'm going to take Clemson in the game. Ole Miss travels into Tuscaloosa to battle the Alabama Crimson Tide, the number two team in the country. Roll Tide! Bama. Yes, ma'am. Take the... Take Bama. Notre Dame. Before they battle Bowling Green State University, 10th ranked Notre Dame. Welcomes in 18th ranked Virginia. Virginia 4 and 0 in con- overall. Notre Dame 2 and 1 overall. Notre Dame a 10 and a half point favorite in the game. I will take the Irish in this game. 21st ranked USC goes into Washington to battle the Huskies. Both teams 3 and 1 overall. I'm going to take the Washington Huskies in this game. Washington a favorite 10 and a half in the game. I will take Washington in the game. Townsend heads into the swamp to battle the ninth-ranked Florida Gators. I will take the Gators in that one. Here's my upset special of the weekend. Seventh-ranked Auburn. Given 10 points in the game to Mississippi State. I take Mississippi State in a heartbeat. I think Mississippi State's a good team this year. Now, a lot of people give it credit, and Auburn's been playing cupcake teams. They played Kent State. They have played two FBS teams. I don't think they're ready for a Mississippi State team like this. I think Mississippi State beats Auburn. UCF, after their first loss overall in non-bowl play and in regular season play, they're 3-1 and one in overall Connecticut. They'll play Connecticut, who's 1-2. I'll take UCF. 24th ranked Kansas State travels in to Norman to battle Oklahoma State. I'll, excuse me. They go into Oklahoma State, not Norman. I will take Oklahoma State in the game. 19th ranked Utah welcomes in the Old Crimson of Washington State. I will take Washington State in the game. Looking at the Big Ten slate of games going forward into tomorrow's play, uh, into tomorrow's play, it looks like this. 8th ranked Wisconsin welcomes in Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald. I will take the Badgers to go 4 and 0. In overall play, 2-0 in Big Ten play. 
Middle Tennessee State University will travel into eight, 14th ranked Iowa. Iowa 3 and 0, Middle Tennessee 1 and 2. I'll take Iowa. Purdue 1 and 2 welcomes in the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Minnesota a point and a half point favorite in the game. I'm going to take the Gophers in that game, which sets up the three local teams as follows. We'll first start with the team in East Lansing, Michigan, celebrating homecoming this weekend as the 25th ranked Michigan State Spartans 3 and 1 overall. Battle the Indiana Hoosiers, who are 3-1 overall as well. I will take Sparty in that game. 20th ranked Michigan. Welcomes in the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers University. Michigan 2-1 overall. Rutgers 1-2 overall. Michigan a 27.5 point favorite. I think the critics will get to Jim. Will get uh, be quiet. This week for him, I think Michigan will easily win that game. So the Saturday night game of the week, of course, is the Cornhuskers of Nebraska in Lincoln. Welcome in the fifth-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Justin Fields and Ryan Day and his crew with J.K. Dobbins and and such are ready for action. I think it's going to be close in the first half of this game. I think uh, Nebraska will play tough. But overall, in the end, I think the Buckeyes will be ready for popcorn towards the second half of this game. And I think that the Buckeyes will easily beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers in this game. Looking at the Mid-American Conference, this is what it looks like. Vanderbilt, 0-3 overall. Welcome in the NIU Huskies. NIU, 1-2 overall. Vanderbilt's a 7-point favorite in the game. I think Vanderbilt will get their fourth loss of the season. I have NIU beating Vandy in that game. Back play for, looks like we got two Mac games going on. Buffalo travels to Miami of Ohio and Oxford. Buffalo 2-2 two two overall. Miami of Ohio 1-3 overall after their shellacking last week to Ohio State. Buffalo a 2.5 point favorite in the game. I'm going to take Buffalo in this game. 12 o'clock kick on ESPNU. On CBS Sports Network, Western Michigan and Kalamazoo, Michigan. Welcome in the Central Michigan Chippewas. Western Michigan, 16.5 point favorite in the game. Both teams, 2-2 two two overall. I'm going to take the Chips in this game to beat the Broncos in this game. The battle of the winless 0-4 Akron goes into UMass to battle the Minutemen. Akron, a 7 point favorite in the game. I think Akron will get Another loss, I think UMass gets the win in that one, which sets up this tomorrow, high noon, at the Glass Bowl. The University of Toledo Rockets welcome in the BYU Cougars. BYU a favorite in this game, two and a half points. BYU has played tough all season long, beating USC, beating Tennessee, and beating the University of Toledo tomorrow. I think it'll be close. Closer than the experts think. I think Toledo will give them a run for their money. But I think the Cougars will get the job done. I, I will take BYU to beat the University of Toledo tomorrow at the Glass Bowl. High noon kickoff on ESPN+. Plus. They have over 6,000 tickets still available. You can get your tickets to go see a good matchup like that. But of course, it's BYU. BYU. 
as you are listening to All Andy All for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast tonight, as well as on Facebook Live as well. And now we head to the final portion of the program, and it's time for Andy Rants. So it's now time for Andy Rants, and of course, before we continue on, if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet to the podcast, then what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts every Tuesday and Friday, and we do a special Falcon Friday edition of the podcast every Friday right here on the Anchor Network. So it's time for Andy Rants tonight. Not much of a rant. You heard my rant earlier about Bowling Green and the way that we need to continue to you know, find ways to win. We're close to be, we could be out bowl eligible, but looks like it's two to three wins more out of this second half of this, not the real second half, but the second two-thirds of the, of the race, which is the college football season. We'll see what happens with us. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Um, just some housekeeping notes, of course. This upcoming Tuesday, we'll be doing a special programming Programming note, we'll be doing, a, of course, the traditional all Andy offer. We'll recap the weekend that was in football for the college game in the NFL, as well as the Jackets as well. But, of course, next week is the start of the NHL season. And on Tuesday, after the all Andy offer show has been posted, we'll have a second show posted, and it will be the NHL Preview Edition show for you guys. Uh, we'll preview the Jackets, the wall, the Red Wings, the Blackhawks, the Maple Leafs, a few other teams as well. And you will hear my predictions on who's going to win each division, the Metropolitan, the Atlantic, Pacific, the Central Division, and who will lift Lord Stanley's Cup. We've got the paperwork here. We're just writing it all up and thinking about who's going to be where. But Tuesday's edition of All Andy Offer will have that for you after All Andy Offer, the NHL Preview Edition, will be posted for you guys there. Also, got to make mention of this as well, too. On the 12th of October, we will be at Doit L. Perry Stadium for the BGUT game. We will be in the tailgate lot. Of course, we're going to have tail. We're going to have cornhole. We'll have the football. We'll have the football you can throw around. Of course, we also have. We'll also have hot dogs, bratwurst, and and uh, some burgers as well, too. Some chips and some drinks as well, too. Stop on down. Say hello. We'll get you on the podcast. We'll get your opinion on, on the game at hand. And we'll do the podcast, the Falcon Friday show, live from the Doit that, fr- that Friday and Saturday to get you set up for the big UTBG football game for that one right there. Also, got to make mention of this as well, too. Um, on Tuesday's edition of the podcast, we're going to have a special reading on on my old broadcast partner, uh, Nick DeVera, wrote a, a beautiful piece. I got a chance to get a, a quick snippet of it. Can't wait to read the whole thing about it on his blog about WGN. WGN in Chicago is removing themselves from, from Cubs baseball and Chicago White Sox baseball. You'll hear all the takes on that on Tuesday's edition of the podcast. So I think I got all the housekeeping Notes pass along, of course, and it'll be interesting to see how the Lions do against Kansas City. Will the Browns, Browns themselves this upcoming weekend, and 
we'll see what the Jackets will do for the final two games against New Jersey tonight as they are down one to nothing, and how they do on Sunday before as the final dress rehearsal. I'm Andy Elford, and this, that's going to be all the time I have for you tonight right here on All Andy Elford. But as always, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams behind me that you root for at home, and my teams, go Jackets! Go Indians. Keep the pace. Let's go Tigers. Go Falcons. Go Cougars. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the sports. I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday for another edition of All Andy Elford when we recap the NFL. And by the way, go Lions! Love you. Talk to you guys then. Follow Andy on Twitter. It is at All Andy Elford. It is at All Andy Elford. And on Facebook.com slash All Andy Elford. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network, powered by Anchor.